Hello and welcome back to the Holistically Awakened podcast. Wow, this has been a pause and I really want to talk today a little bit more about where I've been, what I've learned, what's going on, and to let you guys know what to expect moving forward. So my IG post, my Instagram post that I posted last week got a lot of messages and it was just received in a way that a lot of people resonated with. So I really wanted to talk about that because I think that this is the message that I also want to bring to today's episode where I basically was talking about taking a step back. So pressing pause. I felt this immense pressure to figure it all out this summer with a pivot that was happening for me especially in my career and my business. But instead, it felt like the universe had some massive lessons and healing that it needed me to go through first. So instead of going full force in my business and hustling and doing all the things, I paused the podcast. I paused my one-on-one coaching. I paused live videos. I really started to slow down and just put a pause on a lot of things and just this hustling. And... I showed up less, I posted less, I did less. I was really forced to surrender from a physical place, but also a mental and emotional place because I really felt more depleted than I had in a very long time. It wasn't in a place where I could really show up and give my best work and I didn't really have a lot of creativity. I felt constantly drained, unable to show up, which is not <laughs> really what happens because I'm usually pretty energized, very creative, and I have so many ideas and I'm usually very motivated and it's easy for me to show up. So for me, this was very bizarre and I knew that it was a sign that my plans were going to change a bit. And that was also a massive surrendering process because it wasn't about controlling the way that I thought my summer was going to go, but instead just surrendering. And so that was a process that I'm still, you know, learning and really just trying to embody more and more because that was something that was a massive lesson because every time I would try to control, things wouldn't go my way and I just feel more depleted and that's where I really had to learn the lesson of surrendering where I don't always have to have it all figured out and sometimes the universe has a better way. And so... With the podcast, I felt the call to start this podcast again, but I feel like there's going to be a little bit of a shift. Um, I felt like I kept putting it off and putting it off, even though I kept getting, you know, called to show up again until recently I felt I couldn't show up and I didn't have the right words. So I was really waiting to have it all figured out. So for a while, I just didn't have the energy to show up until recently I called myself out and knew that um, it was time to come back on here and at the beginning I needed time for me before putting myself into my work I really needed to really focus on me but then at a point I kept realizing that I put it I put it off out of fear and comfort because I think the less action we take the easier it is for us to stay stagnant in that and that's what I really wanted to get out of was stagnancy so that's really how we can kind of get out of feeling stuck it's taking action because then the momentum can help us keep going so I could tell that my ego was just telling me that I wasn't ready yet but I was so now I'm here on the podcast and 
Um, I don't know what's that going to look like. It might not be every single week. It might be multiple times a week. It might just be solo episodes. It might be a conversation. Who knows? I'm letting go of the rules around it and just allowing myself to really show up when I know it's the right time out of the place of alignment. And this is something that I really um, started to embody and implement from Katie Calder. Highly recommend following her on Instagram. She also has a podcast where she really works from her human design and her intuition and what feels good. Um, but not from a place of, you know, comfort zone, but actually like what feels aligned in that moment. So instead of following all these rules that you have to show up at this time and on this day and this many times a week, it's really about honing into your intuitive blueprint and what feels good for you. And so that's what's something that I'm really trying to work on. And it's so liberating. And so for me, I really, before getting back on the podcast and, you know, getting back into things, I felt like a bit of a hypocrite because I noticed that I was holding myself back um, because it's been a few months, but I felt like it was just becoming stagnant and it was almost just staying in this place of comfort. And so I called myself out and this is what I always say, you have to start before you're ready. And the thing is, I do have a message. I do have a lot of things to say and I have something to share right now. And though I will be showing up differently, I still want to show up when I feel like I have something to say and when it feels aligned to show up. And so this is what brings up another point that I see in so many entrepreneurs and that I'm still working on is imposter syndrome. So when we talk about imposter syndrome, it's really this feeling of feeling like you are not enough and that you question yourself. So we usually question ourselves like, who am I to do this? And this just keeps us stuck from taking action. And I see this kill so many dreams and potential because we believe it. And this is just exasperated, exacerbated by comparisonitis because we look at everyone ahead of us, everyone who is really where we want to be or who are just, you know, a few steps ahead. And we're comparing their step 20 to our step one. And the thing is, we don't even need to compare our step one to step one of anyone else because it's different. We all come from a different place and we are all going different places. We all have our unique path. And so it really doesn't serve anyone, imposter syndrome. When we stay in this frequency and this story, we're just focused on the self and we're not focused on the collective. We're just focused on what are they going to say about me? And we're not focused on, well, how could I impact the world, right? So essentially, it's a cop out. It's an excuse to keep you from sharing your gifts and from helping others. So who you are, who are you to deny your gifts by focusing on yourself? I think this is a great question to ask because it really calls ourselves out and it takes ourselves from in that fear place and just staying small and it focuses on, well, the greater good and how can we really focus on something outside of ourselves? So fear of not being enough is really keeping you from showing up and helping people by honoring what you came here to do. And this isn't only reserved for business or career. I think a lot of the time we just think that it's, you know, in your job or whatever as an entrepreneur, it's really big. It's obviously very, very common. Um, but this could also be any role really from mother, lover, wife, friend, etc. Ready really isn't a feeling, it's a decision. So whatever's keeping you stuck from showing up as the next level version of yourself, taking that action. Um, we really use these excuses to keep us in our comfort zone, but that's just our ego who wants us to stay safe. But ultimately, 
that just creates frustration and unhappiness and unfulfillment. So the thing is, you will never feel ready. The key to overcoming this is taking action. And so this is where you can prove to yourself that you can do it with micro wins. So the more that you build that muscle, the more that you can keep going and actually have the proof that actually I can do this and I have experience and I have results and I have the proof behind it. But you have to start somewhere. And the thing is, we are all at least one step ahead where we can help somebody else. We all have something that we can bring to the world. Because honestly, the other thing is when we stay small, it's very disempowering and it can just keep us in that stagnancy. But when we're actually in the arena, it's just something you should be proud of just being in the arena and just taking action because most people won't do it. So even if you just show up and you quote unquote mess up, you quote unquote fail, which is really not a thing. It's all feedback. Um, you're still showing up and that should be something to celebrate like massively. So for me, this really shows up as needing to know more. I think I really focused on so many certifications from many different angles. Obviously I love learning and I love evolving and I'm always evolving and changing and I'm just adding more skills to my repertoire. But there was also a part of me that, um, had a wound around lack of knowledge and lack of knowledge is really not the reason for lack of success. It's lack of action. And this usually comes from a wound like I'm not enough. I'm not worthy. So that's something to really look at. And so with imposter syndrome, it's actually a good thing that you have imposter syndrome because it means you actually want to make a difference in other people's lives and you want to be good at what you do. You want to help others. You want to excel. And so the more that we advance in life, the more that we will realize that we actually don't know everything. We actually know a very, very, very small percentage. <laughs> and the more you know, the more you know that you don't know. So this is actually interesting because it's something that I learned um, through my entrepreneur journey where when I first graduated from nutrition school, I was so excited. I felt so confident. And then I noticed that as I moved along, there was a point where my confidence went down, but then my skill set went up and I started adding more skills to my repertoire and I started getting into health coaching and mindset and emotional regulation and subconscious reprogramming. And this is where my confidence actually lowered because I realized there's so much that I don't know, even though I know way more than I did when I graduated. So it's actually interesting um, because the more experienced you are, the more you probably will experience imposter syndrome but it's just important to catch that and notice it and so the thing is you will never know everything but you know something and you can always start somewhere so recognizing imposter syndrome as just fear and then taking an action is really important because then we can start to break that pattern so back to my podcast and the coaching break. So this is going to be a little bit of a random conversation today, but there's going to be so many lessons that I'm bringing from this. And I really want to share because I think that from the feedback that I got from my Instagram post, which I'll talk about in a little bit, is that I'm not alone with this and that so many of you are going through similar things or you're dealing with similar battles and challenges and things like that. So Though I was going through some massive personal changes and healing, I think that the chaotic world events also really hit me in April when everything just turned pretty dark. It was very difficult to navigate, especially in one I wanted so badly to save other people, help other people, um, yet they were not really listening. And so I had a massive lesson there to learn as well by surrendering the need to control the outcome for myself and other people. 
and to do my thing and own my truth, whether it's accepted or not, whether it's praised or not, whether it's liked or not. Um, and that was something that was a difficult pill to swallow, but something that was really necessary. Um, but for me, I was really coming from a place of force and hustle and control. So there was a point where the masculine just kept taking over, even though I knew I had to surrender, kept repeating itself. The lesson kept repeating itself about you need to surrender. But then it was really difficult for me to actually sit in that surrender because sitting in the not knowing and not controlling is so painful and uncomfortable, especially for somebody who likes to control things like me. And that's many humans because the mind likes to control. It likes to know the outcome. It likes to be prepared. It likes to, um, you know, know what's coming. But nothing really came out of the force and the hustle and the controlling. In fact, it was just the opposite. It was just more exhaustion, more frustration. So I really had to learn to turn to my feminine and the surrender. And I had to release the pressure I had put on myself because that's really the only big pressure that I had. Um, it was just like this timeline that I put on myself to figure everything out, which was not realistic and quite frankly, not helpful. So I realized there was a lot of deep inner work that I had to do. And I think this was definitely highlighted by the external events. And this inner work is really never ending, but I do find that it comes at certain times. Triggers will come in my external environment, in my external environment. And then I will know that, oh, there's something here that I need to look at. And so I really couldn't show up the same way for others anymore. And I had to really look internally before being able to even conceptualize my next move because I knew my business and career were going to shift and change. And I knew that that was going to take a lot of energy and I just did not have that. So I did a ton of healing work. I took time off. I took things slower. I did less things out of shooting and more things out of wanting. And so back to my IG post from last week, it was really about taking a step back in order to take steps forward to really owning my truth and accepting that who I am was changing. And I had to accept that the chaos that I thought that was only external with everything happening in the world um, was not just external. Really everything in our reality is a reflection of our internal reality. And the reason why the external environment felt so chaotic is because my internal environment was extremely chaotic as well. So this isn't to say that we should ignore external factors, but we always need to look internally at the same time because everything is a mirror. If something triggers you, then it means something in you that is not yet healed is being activated by the external environment. And this is why relationships can be so triggering and just promote such healing work because they are a mirror and they teach you so much about yourself. And that's where we can start to look internally instead of trying to control everything externally, whether that's a person or whatever. Um, and that's where things can shift so much quicker than just trying to control everything externally. And it can be really frustrating because you cannot control everything externally. <laughs> you can only control your internal environment. So that was a massive lesson as well. Um, and that was really, really important for me to grasp. And so for a while now, I felt my calling and my purpose shift my message shift a little bit, my truth shift. And I wanted to show up in an even more authentic and free way and a less, I guess, controlling or planned way. And the old way for me really wasn't working anymore of, you know, the hustle, hustle, hustle and the in alignment. And I really wanted to flow more and live from my human design and 
just be more authentic really but at this point I really ignored it until I had to stop so I really had to heal internally drown out the noise and call myself out because the forcing the outcome to come was not working and so this lesson just kept coming up and then I started to ignore it and then it came up again and so <laughs> I really had to learn how to again surrender and so this came from you know cocooning and it just felt so hard just doing less or even doing nothing and being present I think especially nowadays we have a hard time with that we're always you know striving to do more and we have just have so many things to do and we're just constantly doing 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 and it can just feel very uncomfortable to not do anything and this is also why meditation can be so uncomfortable because you're not doing anything <laughs> and so it's something that I think we all need to learn how to reprogram because it's really important to be present um, and of course it's also important to take action when it's the right time but then it's also important to just be present and be quiet and so for me it was just constantly fighting myself thinking I need to show up and do more um, but finally I think my body was like that's enough you need to slow down because my mind was always telling me you need to surrender it's time to take a break whatever but then I basically had another burnout session and um but it was just very very clear and so it's been messy it's been uncomfortable it's been challenging and showing up just didn't feel right it felt super exhausting and so at the same time I also felt another side of me emerging which was really really exciting because I knew there was a lot of things I wanted to share and do but I didn't have the energy to bring that into life. I also really couldn't translate it yet. I couldn't really express it. And so this is where I really just had to go deeper and surrender and start to just own my truth and just be. And so that meant pressing pause. And I think that this is something that I love talking about this analogy of the caterpillar and the cocoon and the butterfly. So um, I found this quote where it said people talk about caterpillars becoming butterflies as though they just pop into a cocoon and slap on wings. But no, this is not how it happens. Caterpillars have to dissolve into a disgusting pile of goo to become butterflies. And so from this, I really got um, that the message is allow the mess and that it's going to feel uncomfortable and you just have to keep pushing through. And so... A massive lesson that I also learned from my journey and emphasized by my favorite human design coach, again, Katie Calder, is this. The more you expand upwards, the more you expand downwards. Because for me, a while a while ago when I first started to find this work, manifestation, inner work, you know, energy, all of that kind of thing, um, it felt really good. And I was manifesting these little things in my life here and there. And I felt so great and high vibe and in my flow and creative and energized. Um, and then I started to find shadow work and all of the inner healing and the, sh and the inner child. And it started to just feel a lot more dark and I started to kind of really get caught up in it. And I didn't understand because I thought that I was doing a lot more inner work, but I didn't feel super high vibe. And the thing is, it's never going to end the work. And the more that we expand upwards, again, the more that you will expand downwards. So this is where things will come up. It will feel heavy, it will feel dark, but then it's also important not to get caught up in the shadow work and being obsessed with it and just focusing on everything wrong with yourself that you need to fix because you can expand upwards and not have everything healed or fixed everything either because we are always expanding and evolving, but we don't have to hold on to 
the things that are wrong with us, quote unquote, it's really about accepting them. And so this message was really about, you know, feel the messiness and feel the uncomfortable feelings and just allow them to pass through you instead of pushing them away because it's part of our expansion. It's really the catalyst to our growth. And so this is where if we avoid that and just look at coping mechanisms, then we bypass the growth and the healing that can happen. And so for me, maybe I'm still in the messy bits. I think life is the messy bits, um, not the butterfly yet, but I can but can I be okay with that? That was really a truly provocative question that I had to get real with is, can I be okay with where I am right now? And that's a quote that I also love from Kyle Cease about um, the happiest you will be is whether is how okay you are with the now. So it's when we fight the present moment and think that we should be somewhere else is where we suffer. And so even if you're not where you want to be or where you think you should be, quote unquote, and that it's feeling messy and uncomfortable and everything like that, it's really about accepting where you are and giving yourself what you need to be able to move forward because nothing is constant. Nothing changes the same. Everything changes. So your down periods will turn into highs and the same thing, vice versa. Highs will turn into lows. Life is just like up and down roller coaster ride. And sometimes it'll just be, you know, more of a leisurely ride and then it'll be like a downward and then upward. And so it's really about just accepting where you are because it will change. And then it's also about not bypassing the moment. And so I received a lot of messages from you guys when I did post that Instagram post that you were feeling the same. People were really saying that they were feeling stuck on the hamster wheel or in the rat race, trying to hustle their way to something, but not really feeling as if it was getting them anywhere. People battling with the guilt and shame of taking time off, etc. And this is something that I also talked about this week about the masculine dominant approach that is praised and worshipped and um, really just encouraged in society. And at the same time, the feminine is diminished and shamed and just pushed to the side. And the thing is, we need both energies. They are energies that exist in everybody, but we are just focusing too much on the masculine. And now I'm starting to see a trend towards um, the feminine being implemented or really being talked about because being too much in our masculine is really a recipe for burnout, especially as women. The feminine is so powerful and it needs to be balanced with the masculine. And this is really the energy that brings things to you. It's the receiving of what you want. It's the joy and pleasure of life, of life. It's intuition, it's love, it's all of that. And it's really, really important to balance this with that masculine. And so this is the masculine of, you know, getting things done, taking action, but then we want to align that with the feminine energy of intuition and flow and creativity. And so from that right now, for the first time in a long time, my pleasure and joy are actually priorities that are coming before achievement. And that's taking obviously reprogramming and working around because a massive lesson I learned was that I know that when I hustle from a place of need and lack and scarcity, I don't get very far. And it's very, very difficult. It's like, it's like pushing a boulder up a gigantic hill. But when you take aligned action coming from a place of flow and energy and alignment, like it's like the heavens open up. It's no joke what this type of energy can do for you. And it can open up doors you've never imagined. And this is really the energy of like the difference between pounding on a door over and over again, hoping it's going to open versus like sliding down a slide into an open door. Just it's more effortless. It feels like less work because it's aligned to you. And this is also what happens when you work with your human design, AKA your soul blueprint, something I'm going to be talking about more and implementing into my coaching. And 
This is basically when things happen more easily and effortlessly for you. And for a lot of us, when we get things easily or when things are more easy because we're in our zone of genius, we're in our flow, we're doing things aligned, um, we usually tend to push it away or think like, oh, it shouldn't be this easy or we assign some shame around it. And this is the case for so many of us who look at worthiness from a lens of burnout and hustle culture. And this is also not really working anymore in this new age and paradigm. And I can see so many people reject this way of being now, which makes me so happy because I'm also working on reprogramming that. And instead of working on more of this flow state and allowing things to come to you more easily and effortlessly because you can have things more easily and effortlessly. Um, and so for me, reprogramming this takes action, but I do have some questions I like to ask myself, which you might want to write down. Um, for you to take action from a place of less like it being really hard and for allowing just more fun into your life. So the first question is, what is the most aligned action for me to take right now? And the second question is, how can I make this more fun? And so I think that that's really important um, because it can show us another way of doing things or being. And then also that we don't have to do things from a place of suffering or pain or boredom or anything it's really about how can I make this moment more fun or how can I make what I do more fun because then that makes us more energized more creative and then we can actually be more productive and we can really shine our light more in this world and so asking questions and journaling can really start to shift your mindset and create the opportunity for answers to come in so I'd highly recommend asking yourself questions like this in your journal or even during meditation and then seeing what comes up for you and so the thing is, when we ask questions like this, we need to make space for those answers to come in. And so for me, I was for a long time listening to everyone else's opinions and even coaches kind of putting their opinions over my own. And then it was almost like I couldn't differentiate between what, what is my truth because I was not even practicing the muscle of tuning into my guidance system. So of course there are moments where, you know, a coach is really helpful or you want to see a different perspective and you want to learn from other people. Of course, that's an important part of the journey, but that's also learning how to tap into your intuition and your guidance system, because that is going to be unique to you. And so this just kept me stuck justifying why I should do something or why I should not take the leap of faith or slow down or hit pause or do it my way or really follow the message that I was receiving. And it just kept me so stagnant because I would have a download or I would have a feeling in my body about doing something, but then my mind would be like, no, um, and then argue with me and try to be logical and try to think of, you know, other people's point of views or she said this or he said that or this is not going to work or whatever. And so this just left me really paralyzed because it was almost like, okay, I don't know what to do now because I'm feeling like I want to go this way, but my mind is like, no. And so... An example with this was my niche because I've been feeling a lot of different ideas and feelings around my niche and what I'm moving towards. And the thing is, this is something that I started to um, find examples of in other coaches or people who I admire um, because I think that a niche definitely is important, but you can also be multi-passionate. And this is what I wanted to find other people who are multi-passionate and who are kind of fusing their different talents and purposes together. And so for me, it's really not that you don't have to stay in one niche. I do recommend narrowing your focus. So it doesn't mean you have to be a certain way or talk about a certain thing forever. It doesn't have to be like one thing. But I think um, 
it's important to have a focus and not just be like all over the place. But that doesn't mean that you only have to do one thing forever or there's only one thing that you can do. So we're evolving, we're ever changing, and sometimes your path will take a different turn and it might be really something that you were not expecting. And so for me, I felt really stuck in my niche and my old ways because I held on to these rules that aren't even necessarily true. It's just things that, you know, you hear in the industry on podcasts or from coaches or in books or whatever. And so for me, it was really about exploring how can I let go of that and allow myself to be multi-passionate um, and see what's really true for me. So what is true for you? That's the question we ask ourselves instead of following everyone else's advice else's advice and everyone else's way and though I think a niche obviously can be very uh, strategic and helpful and I think that we um, it can be really helpful to know exactly what you stand for and your method of doing things and you know your ideal client if you are an entrepreneur um, but then it's also important to realize that you don't have to stick to one thing only and you don't have to stick to one thing forever that you can change you can evolve and you can have multi-passions and they also can just feed into the same purpose so I hope that make, that makes sense but I definitely thought that that was a lesson that I had to learn as well around really tuning into my intuition and what my gut was saying and what felt expansive and what didn't feel expansive anymore and so what I found also was that I found myself striving to stay busy all the time because I wanted to get ahead and feel worthy and achieve something but it was just busy work a lot of the time and I realized I had a subconscious block that me being busy and working all the time was from an unconscious wound that working hard and burning out meant I was more worthy and I think a lot of us are conditioned and programmed this way to think that the harder we work the more we deserve something and if we don't hustle and burn ourselves out then we don't deserve whatever it is whether it's success money whatever but this constant state of busyness is not only counterproductive, it's a scarcity block which can prevent what you want from coming into your life because it's coming from a place of lack. And so this can also block any downloads or messages on how to move forward or the answer to the question that you were asking. So when we act out of alignment and not from intentional and aligned action, we just keep running in circles, not really getting anywhere. We don't really have a clear direction. We don't really know where we're going and we're just trying to stay busy. And at one point, I didn't even really know what I wanted anymore. So I just kept staying busy for busy's sake. And guess where this gets you? It can get you anywhere. You can drift off to any direction. But then the thing is, you can get frustrated because it's not what you wanted or it's not where you wanted to be. So it's like a ship. You need to know where you're going. Otherwise, you could just end up really anywhere. So this is where getting clear on what you want is absolutely essential. And I think this is something that we're not, again taught how to do because a lot of the time when we ask people what they want they don't know or they know what they don't want so it's really about focusing on what you do want not what you don't want and just asking yourself that question and starting to train that muscle to ask yourself different questions about what you do want in any area of your life this can be as simple as asking yourself what do I want to eat tonight literally just starting with like small simple questions and starting to build from there because if you don't know what you want or where you want to go, then it's very hard to get there. And then when we know what we want, then we can take aligned action to that destination and we're not just running around 
like a headless chicken and wondering why nothing's working. And so when it comes to building that muscle of intuition, I think this is something that um, can be really challenging and it's something that I'm continuously working on as well because again, it's not something that we're taught. And so the thing is, as I mentioned before, it can feel like your mind is arguing with your body or your intuition because your inner knowing will not always make sense. And so it's a muscle to build. It's something you have to practice. And this is where tuning out so much of the noise, the external noise about everyone else's opinions and everything that you should be doing or what society says is really important. Because when we have so much noise going on in our head and around us, then it's really hard to receive messages because it comes from the quiet. And so this is where boundaries are really important. Again, something that we're not really taught either. And a lot of us have difficulty with, especially women I see is um, setting those boundaries. So whether that's, you know, a physical boundary or it's even social media boundary, it's, you know, who you spend your time with, how much time you give to people, your work boundaries, all of these things are really important to get clear on um, because otherwise we can just say yes to everything and we are completely burnt out. We have no time for ourselves. We don't even have time to sit in silence for five minutes and we just can't get in touch with our instincts. And so if you are struggling with this, a good question to ask yourself if you're trying to get an intuitive answer and to build that muscle is to really work on this on a daily basis if you can. And it's about getting quiet and asking your body, whether it's like a few seconds or taking a few minutes, doesn't have to be crazy, but really just asking your body, how does this make me feel? Does it feel expansive or does it feel contractive? So you will feel a feeling in your body when you ask it a question. And you want to see if that makes you feel lighter, it makes you feel more energized, or if it makes you feel like contractive and it just makes you feel like smaller or heavier. And so for me, this feels really strong in my gut because I have a sacral authority in my human design, meaning my gut gives the answers. And so this is where I really want to ask questions. But it's something I need to practice because again, it's not something that we're taught. It's not something that um, we really work on usually on a daily basis and we tend to just look to the mind and to everybody else to give us answers and so this is where we can have internal conflict where we have our mind arguing with us and this is where awareness is really key because the thing is it's not that successful people don't have this voice in our head that is sabotaging or negative or self-limiting. It's really that they don't listen to that voice and they don't let it have the final say. So it's really about having that awareness and, you know, just checking in with that voice and then making a decision, empowered decision. And so a lot of the time when we are faced with a decision that's going to take us to another level, we can see um, sabotage come in. And this is because we have an upper limit for everything in our life. And this is basically determining your maximum level of achievement or love or money or success. It's basically what your subconscious mind believes you deserve in life. So it's basically your self-worth level for different factors in your life, different areas in your life. So for instance, for someone, it could be like $5,000 a month, $2,000 a month, $10,000 a month. That could be like a money upper limit. And if they surpass that, then there can be self-sabotage going on. Same thing with love in relationships, in career, all that type of thing. And so self-sabotage is really just 
self-protection and it's a mechanism from the ego to bring you back down to your comfort level. And so this is really just all in the mind, especially the subconscious mind. And this is where it's really important to be aware of what is your upper limit and to catch yourself when you are self-sabotaging and to reprogram that upper limit. Because the mind will argue to keep you safe. It's logical, which is why it can be very clever at keeping you in your comfort zone with all of the logical explanations as to why your intuition is wrong. And so there's two books I highly recommend. One is The Big Leap. So this is where he talks a lot about the upper limit. And I believe it is, let me check. The War of Art. I always get it mixed up. The Art of War, The War of Art. It's called The War of Art. And it talks about um, resistance and how your ego can be very sneaky, showing up in different ways um, with resistance and how we can miss it. So the thing is, our intuition is never wrong. You know, when you get that gut feeling, you just know in your body, that feeling is never wrong. And when we go against it, we know we go against it. And so this is where our body can give us answers. And this is where we really want to get silent. And this is where grounding like you doing things like meditation or breath work or even just getting out of nature can be so effective at reaching higher states of consciousness and receiving downloads and messages and gut feelings and intuition because we are changing our brainwaves, brainwave states, and we're also getting more grounded and present. We're clearing out that noise. And so when we commit to this path and journey from a place of curiosity and eagerness to grow, it's different from needing to get something. And so this is another lesson that I wanted to bring up too about um, when we are really trying, for instance, to meditate to get an answer or we eat healthy to lose the five pounds or we exercise to get skinny or to lose weight or to be happy, it's less effective than when we are committing to something for the long run because it's who we want to be. So I think a lot of the time, a lot of, a lot of us, including myself, do different practices to get something. Like we want the answer, we want this outcome or whatever. And this usually comes from a place of scarcity and neediness. And it's from this need of getting something. So it's like, when I achieve this, then I will be happy or whatever. But it doesn't really work long-term because it's really about be, do, have. So you're being somebody who does something and you have something. That's the result versus having something, have, do, be. So having something and doing the action and being that person. So it's really about being the person first because the actions follow. When we commit to being the person who is happy and healthy or who is the highest expression of ourselves, then we automatically do these things as a result because it's who we are. And then what we're doing creates results and we have certain things. So there is a huge difference and it transmits a very different energy from this place of desperation and need, which really repels things versus a sense of peace and presence where it, which attracts things to you. So when you're being that person who has these things, does these things, then it's a lot easier to receive those things and actually do the things. You don't have to self-sabotage um, because you are that person. And so for me, this really showed up, for instance, in my health. Um, I think a lot of the time it can be challenging to eat healthy and do all these healthy lifestyle practices. But when you commit to the long term of it and not just I'm going to go on a diet from Monday to Friday and then I'll just eat whatever on Saturday, Sunday, 
it's a totally different result because we become a different person because that's just who we are. That's how we live. Versus when we do something for a certain amount of time to get something, it doesn't really last. It's really difficult to keep up the action. And so that's a little bit of a different tangent, but I hope that it was helpful. Um, there was something else I want to touch into as we start to end off the podcast episode. I'm very surprised about how long this went, but also not because I have a lot to say. Um, but my procrastination was really feedback. And so when I was putting things off, uh, when I was feeling like I didn't want to show up, I knew it wasn't just laziness. It didn't feel right for me anymore of doing the same things in the same way I'd always done. And this time I recognized that I really needed to rest and heal and do the inner work. So it was more about surrender than taking action for me during this time, even though the inner work really was a form of action. It wasn't about producing anything. It wasn't like doing something. It was about more of like this being, the state of being. And so it's important to tell the difference between calling yourself out when you're not taking action from a place of fear versus not taking action from a place of in alignment or burnout. They're very different. And so from this place, there was a time where it was unaligned, it was burnout, and I had to really evaluate. And then there was also a time where I had to call myself out and be like, okay, is it time to take action now? Or are you just trying to stay in the same place because you're scared of showing up or you know, it's comfortable, just not showing up, etc. So I've shifted and evolved so much. There was a next level, another past showing itself to me. But holding on to everything familiar was just keeping my ego happy. And that's not very fulfilling because your soul is deeply unfulfilled when this happens. And I could feel that 100%. So it might give you instant gratification by staying where you have always been and not taking action and just, you know, avoiding or using coping mechanisms, but it doesn't deeply nourish you or make you happy. And when we don't fulfill our greatest purpose or we don't step into our zone of genius and our greatest potential and strive to become better and better, we actually feel less alive because it's actually a core human need to contribute and to really step into our purpose and really show up as the greatest human being that we are meant to be. And this can show up as illness and disease and it can also show up with addictions and coping mechanisms mechanisms by trying to numb out and avoid this pain and not look at it. And so the only thing that's really in the way is fear. And when you look at it, it's really just a feeling. It's really just chemicals in your body. And there's also a quote that they say, um, fear is basically the same as excitement. It's basically with the same chemicals and it's without the breath. So if you're feeling fear, you're feeling scared, I'd really recommend taking a few deep breaths in and uh, deep exhales because that really can shift your state. And it's important to remember that that's another quote that they also <laughs> that a lot of coaches use where um, fear really is false evidence appearing real. And a lot of the time it's really just in our heads. It's not about the external environment or what is happening. And it's just our perception and our false beliefs in the way. And so for me, I was so distraught about why what I was doing was not lighting me up anymore because I know that I meant to do work that lights me up. And I think that we all are here to do things that we love and trying to fit into a box that I didn't fit into anymore really felt draining and it was not usual. It was not normal for me. And so as a generator, especially in human design, this is a telltale sign that you're not living your truth 
and you're not following your unique blueprint or path. Because when we're doing it correctly for our type, when we're following our path, we feel lit up by what we do. And this is especially indicative of a generator because when you're feeling frustrated, that will tend to mean that you're going the wrong way or you're doing something that's against your blueprint. But even if you're not a generator in human design, I do believe that this is true for everyone, that it will feel less difficult and it will feel more aligned and effortless, effortless and you will feel a lot more lit up if you're doing what you're meant to be doing. And so it's really important to take this as feedback. Do you need rest right now or do you need to take action? So maybe you actually just need to rest, but maybe you also need to take action that's aligned or you need to take a different sort of action because you're going the wrong way, quote unquote, um, and you're doing things that are not aligned to you. And so this is where surrender again was a really big lesson for me because I really was focusing on the how and I was really trying to reason. So we tend to focus on the how when we get a download or an idea, which can seem very unrealistic or crazy. And we try to reason logically. So a lot of the time I'd get like ideas and then my mind would be like, oh, I don't know, that doesn't make sense. Or like, how are they going to receive this? Or then you'd have to say no to people. And what about money and all these types of things. And so if we don't have all the answers on how we're going to pull it off, pull it off, we tend to give up. So this is where the mind can get really deceiving and argue again with our intuition because it doesn't make sense. It's not logical. It's not what, you know, whoever thinks we should do or whatever. And so for a long time, I was very much focusing on what the whole staircase would be and having everything figured out instead of just focusing on the next step. And so it was almost waiting for everything to be figured out before I could take action. And so that's also a form of self-sabotage and resistance because you won't have it all figured out. You really have to take the first step in order to see the next one. And so there will always be a first step to take no matter how small it is. And when you take that action, the next one appears. And this can be an internal nudge that shows up or something in the external environment presenting itself to you that will come after you take action. But the universe loves action. And the thing is, there is no such thing as the wrong action. Everything is feedback. You get to always try again. But momentum will keep you going and going and going. But when we stay paralyzed from fear of taking action, we go nowhere and then we don't have that momentum. It's so hard to start. So even if you just have to take the smallest action step that seems like, okay, this is the next step, even if that gives you feedback on a pivot or another next step you should take, that's still going to get you going farther than if you didn't take any action. So you really just have to decide on what it is that you want and then take that first step. And the action piece is so, so important because even just deciding about something, telling people you're going to do something, writing it down, it doesn't bring it into fruition. And that's where the action piece comes in. That's when the masculine needs to step in and take action. And so for me, I thought I had to heal everything before I could be successful or show up again. And that was just a limiting belief, keeping me safe from showing up as my highest because the healing never ends. And it doesn't and it won't, but that doesn't matter because you can still show up even when there is more healing to do and it's just another onion to peel. And it doesn't mean that you're flawed. It just means that you're human and we are all going through the same thing. We just have different circumstances, different experience, but we're all going through this healing journey and we're all helping one another and we all have something to give. 
And so in ending, even though it's still an ongoing journey and I have a lot more to say and a lot more things to come, which I'm not 100% certain of, you know, I'm taking the next step and the next step. This is really what I want. I know so far and what I really want to share. And just for you to be, um, whether you're a long-term listener or not, or if you're new, just so that you can be familiar with how I operate and who I am and how I show up and how I'm going to show up and what this podcast and this platform that I have is all about. And so it's really about making noise, but respecting and loving one another because there is a lot of division in this world and a lot of shaming and a lot of pointing fingers. And that's really not what I'm about. It's really about inclusion, not division. And I think that we need to spread this more and more in the world. The world needs more inclusion, more love, more light than ever before. And I think that if we each show up individually with that intention and that energy, then we can start to change the world because one plus one plus one plus one plus one does add up and it makes a really big difference. And so for me, it's really about this platform's all about expansion. It's about real, raw, uncensored conversations, uncensored conversations. It's going to be a lot less curated um, content and less editing. And I just want it to be just more flowy and uncensored and real. And it's really about respect. I'm here for raising awareness, raising consciousness, raising to higher vibrational states. I'm here for speaking truth, even when it's uncomfortable. So a lot of the things I, I shared today also are things that are not always easy to talk about. And it's not always, always easy talking about different challenges and things that are going on for you. But I definitely want to um, be more real and just share a lot more of what I'm going through and how it can also potentially help you or, um, you know, if there's a specific message that I have, it's always meant for at least one person to hear it. So I think that's really important to remember that sometimes we think that, you know, our challenges are, are not meant to be shared, but I think it really can help people. And so to end here, um, I'm just here for it all. I'm here for the collective good. I know that if you're tuning in, you are too, and I am so excited to be back. I'm so excited to share more, and thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for following, and please, please share if this resonated with you at all, and let's hang out on Instagram if you want to chat. I love talking with you guys, and I'd love to hear what you thought about today's episode. <laughs>